0: No, you wouldn't have. I did not have enough removal. (laughs) I got fucked, dude. (laughs) You gonna enjoy some Hearthstone, bro? No. In fact, we're not talking about that tonight. (laughs) What do you mean? No, that's that's not what uh, tonight's episode's about. We did that episode this year already. But what if I wanted to talk about it? Maybe it's the most (laughs) underrated game. (laughs) Yeah, right. you guys are allowed if you guys want to talk about it that's perfectly fine No, that's all good. I, you can just give me a signal and I can walk into the kitchen and, and grab another grab another beer and yeah I mean I have you don't want to stay for the lively banter <laughs> the lively banter around Hearthstone we already did that <laughs> I like what we have going already there was 30 minutes of Eric just sitting here like what the fuck are you two talking about? I it was a good lesson for me though. Yeah. It's a different world. I listened to other podcasts and other people would have been jumping in and I, I just felt it was my place to, to kinda know to stay in my lane, if you will. <laughs> I know I, I know what I know about gaming and that is definitely not my realm. So Yeah, growing up we we play a lot of card games. Yeah. So Hearthstones. Magic, Yu Gi Oh, yeah. Duel Masters, Kajudo. Versus Versus Yeah Versus Was one of my favorites Uh Dragon Ball Z I didn't play that one oh, really? No But yeah we, we played tons of card games Mega Man Are oh, you talking about Battle Network? Yes Battle Network was Shit Dude it was dope Never Dude. played it It's it, it was interesting Cause it was a Mega Man game But It worked off these it, you, you built a deck of chips and basically, Mega Man instead of being like the central character, you play as a kid, Land, and Mega Man was his navi. And the navi is like surf the internet. And so Mega Man was his navi. And so when you're surfing the, the internet, you're playing as Mega Man, and you're deleting viruses, and you build a deck of chips. So once you get in combat, it's a uh, it's grid based. So there's you have your own side of the field, and they have and then your enemies have their side, and it's all three by three squares, right? And then uh, you basically just shoot at them, and then when the up you get to stack your chips and then you can like bring abilities into the fight and then
1: it sounds interesting I'm really not into card or
0: strategy games I love strategy games (laughs) no I know you do and I know he does too and I really I just really don't it takes time oh (laughs) time and underrated Odin Sphere on the PS2 hold on a minute (laughs) Well, welcome to Bitface, everybody. As as you heard from from our amazing guest over here, <laughs> so Zachary Toma. Um, you know today's today's fun. We're we're having kind of a chill day. It's uh, you know our guest Zach Toma. We're going to introduce and say a little bit more about him in a little bit. You've heard him once before, and of course, to my right is always Sleazy MFE. Um, we're here to talk to you today about. Most underrated games, <laughs> uh, as as was just brought up, and and so let's start it off. Toma, what what were you saying? What's a really underrated game? Odin Sphere on the PS2. Okay, it was uh, a collaboration between Atlas and VanillaWare. Which, if you ever played Dragon's Crown on the PS3, I did. VanillaWare, uh, Grim Grimoire on the PS2. It was a side-scrolling RTS never seen that before but they made it work um, Odin Sphere was so underrated like this was probably one of the best games on the ps is Nintendo it a play. strategy game? it's a no it's a, a platformer I, like you, it's a it's a hack and slash platformer it's, like remember uh, have you played Muramasa Demon, Demon, Demon Blade gameplay? yes same developer it's same style of gameplay but you take but instead of having just those two central characters you have like eight different characters and then they all had their place in a grand plot timeline and you play as each character in different parts of this timeline and they all intersect making up one giant story that sounds really good it is really good every character played different yeah and the battle system was kind of you had a just circular world that you could run around on Yeah, and that's how the level was but you could go all the way around it straight back to where you were so, like, if you had to run from enemies, you'd just run around this entire circular. Until you met right back up with them yeah. from behind. So, it was really interesting. It was neat. It was like a pop up fairy tale book, but with Vanillaware's art style. And it was fantastic. That was what brought me into Vanillaware. It made me a fan. And that's why I picked up Myrmossa Demon Blades. why I picked up Dragon's Crown. Because it all started with the Odin Sphere. And. underrated. <laughs> like, no, poorly. Marketed. No, I was happy that you yeah. that you brought this topic to the table this week because I had to sit down and think about this for a good thirty minutes. Normally, I can just come off the cuff, but I was like, underrated games. That's a kind of that's a special kind of category, and that's also very probably different for each one of us. What we think is an underrated game, right? Yeah, everybody has an underrated game. I I know we have a couple that would cross, and I, I imagine we're going to get to that as we're talking, but. Uh... I guarantee you, some of the games on my list I doubt you've even heard of. Wow. Okay. So... Why don't you go next, then? Uh, Zach started. You go next. Yeah. And I'll go third. Okay. Um, I'll start off with one that I know you know, because um, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I know. You know. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, Mirror's Edge. Edge. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. We're huge fans of Mirror's Edge here in the Bit Cave. We are. But and we get a sequel next year? Oh I put the hell out of that game. I did really? too. Over yeah. and over again. I really thought it was a, a nice original take on the first... Not, And it's not a shooter. It's a first-person action parkour game, it is, is what you would call it. Yeah. And you know the whole reason I picked that up? like So... One of my friends, the Asian, who needs to come back on for another episode, (laughs) Uh, you know, he liked parkour and he liked free running. and um, I worked at at GameStop at the time. And they had a pre-order where you'd get the bag, the satchel. And I just really wanted the bag. You just really like satchels? I do. (laughs) I I think of it a little bit like Indiana Jones. And... um, and no, but the bag is incredibly cool. It's why well, someone I used to know ripped my handle, and I'm still super sad about it because it's not a bag that's easy to replace. Somebody was trying to grab your satchel. Yes, they tried to grab my sack, and it ripped. What were you carrying at the time? I, I dude, I used the bag for everything. I, I took it to school. I put you know books in it. Carried around my. It had like eight pockets on the back, so like you could put. Decks of cards, like screwdrivers, like I, I don't know. I had, <laughs> <laughs> I had everything. You're in the this kind of guy who casually carries around screwdrivers. Okay, got it. I'm actually glad he does when something around here needs yeah. fixing, though. You no, know, it is true, and he's not even kidding though. He actually carries around screwdrivers. No, so. I know, uh, but that's that's why I pre-ordered the game. I wasn't even planning on on playing the game. Um, I just wanted the bag, and. It is literally one of my favorite games of all time. It's probably third of my favorite games of all time. It wasn't just even like the story and the gameplay that got me. It was like the imagery. How like the the whole world was so like, like you didn't have like the people in this world didn't have control over their lives. Everything was controlled by like the government, but it was such a vivid and bright and like fake world. You know, and the way that they would paint the your objectives to run to yeah mixed in well enough to where you still got the art style, but you always knew where you were going, yeah, and you could turn that off though, right, the runner's runner's vision runner's vision, yeah, um the music, dude, to this day, I will just throw on the soundtrack to mirror's edge and just listen to it, and it just makes me feel happy, so i that's my. Most underrated game of all time. So let's let's go to the right, Sleazy. Um, Blur. Blur. Okay. Blur. Uh, Bizarre Creations. That year, I remember when Racing Game of the Year was announced. A, a game called Split Second won, which I thought was a decent game, but not even comparable to the beautiful Adult Mario Kart that was Blur real cars you had to fire you didn't have turtle shells but you had a, you had a gun you had three shots and you had to aim um, lots have come from behind victories I've actually played Blur since I've lived here in wow. Colorado in the Springs on 360 I, I hope the servers are still up but you want to talk about probably my favorite racing game maybe of all time I had so much fun with Blur it got no love the studio closed Wow, that I, actually was their last game. I think I only played Blur once or twice, so I can understand why it's why it's one of your most underrated games. Yeah, I think it might be the it is it is my pick for most underrated game of all time. Blur. Okay. That's all right, the, so <laughs> I know I started off with Odin Fear, but that's not my pick for the most underrated. For me, it would be Avan Rising on the Xbox. This game was spectacular. Tommy Teller... Uh, Tellerico. Tellerico. Yeah, he did the whole soundtrack. You had Orson Scott Card, who wrote *Ender's Game*, who wrote the whole script, and it was—it wasn't a cut and paste. It was, an, it had innovative gameplay, innovative controls, an awesome story, and then it was done by Majesco Entertainment, and it was actually slated for a trilogy. And then somewhere down the line, I guess, with poor marketing, mixed reviews, it didn't make enough money, and a failed promotion, uh, it uh, just went under, like, really hard. And um, actually almost put Majesco Entertainment bankrupt, and they're saved by the uh, Cooking Mama franchise. But that's definitely my pick, and you can still get it on Steam for, like, really cheap, too. It's definitely worth the money. Yeah, I was, I was just telling some people about that at work, and I was trying to think of where they could get it. It's good to know that it's on Steam, because I, yeah. I didn't even know it. Because it was only on the original Xbox? Yeah, yeah. and then they re- uh, later released a PC port on Steam. I I can honestly tell you I don't think I've ever played it. Yeah, no, I'm uh, My original Xbox library was very small. Yeah? Jade Empire... Almost all the Bioware games. Um, Yeah, Bioware games. Yeah, I had the (laughs) Bioware games. Actually, that's exactly what I had. That's it. I mean, we had uh, definitely KOTOR, KOTOR 2, Jade Empire. And uh, some people even say that Evan Rising was a spiritual uh, inspiration for Mass Effect because you made a lot of life and death choices. Like, you had to sacrifice people that were close to you. You know, most of humanity was on the verge of destruction. And my gosh it had a Bioware quality twist at the end that just blew your mind like you wouldn't see it coming it was it was a pretty phenomenal game didn't get the recognition it deserved cool yeah I mean that's definitely so far some some really solid uh, most underrated games so now I'm gonna go for one that I don't think this is one that I'm gonna try to throw you off with see if you've ever heard of it Eric um this was a GameCube game. Uh, it's called Lost Kingdoms. That was the one with the cards, right? Yes. You some of the monsters to the cards. Never okay. played it. God, it was so... <laughs> Those kingdoms excellent. were lost to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, though, because you went and you battled monsters, and it was like a third-person, top-down, like, action combat game. But, like in order to fight you had cards and you would you would the, each card had a different ability that summoned a monster and the monster would do something different and one of my other games on here that's really underrated took the same style and you may have actually heard of and played of this and that's folklore From on PS3 PS3 I've heard of it yeah so wasn't like that the one where you you had actual physical cards With folklore, you actually took physical abilities from the monsters. No, yeah, you you actually... What game on the PS3 did you have physical cards that they had a reader and all sorts Ah, of shit like that? Eye of the something? Eye of Judgment. It's Eye of Judgment. There was a game like that on the PS3, though, yeah. I have decks, and I bought booster packs, and I have the mat, and I have the PlayStation Eye, I can play Eye of Judgment to this day if I wanted I think if a game like that came out nowadays, it'd be pretty successful with all the Skylanders out there and Amiibos and people. Yeah, the team I think it came out long of, uh, before it should have. Yeah, I don't think they put Way a lot before of it's time. Yeah, they didn't put a lot of thought into the actual like card aspects and the stats, and it was just Balance. kind of thrown together. Yeah, not necessarily something I'd consider underrated because it was pretty bad, <laughs> but the idea itself was underrated. Okay. Yeah. I mean, speaking of underrated, you mean sometimes that does include games that weren't that great, you know? Yeah. That um, may have had good potential, but the developers screwed it up somewhere down the line. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the idea of it was definitely underrated. I just kind of went for three. I threw them out there. They, <laughs> they let into one another and kind of chunked up. But, you know... if if you haven't played it, you at least have a PS3. I do. Check out Folklore, because it, it doesn't have the card aspect, but you still... The way you fight is you you capture monsters, and all of your attacks and moves are different based on the different monsters that you choose to use. So, it's pretty sweet. Okay. And it's told in almost like a comic book story. So, like, yeah. in between... cutscenes. All the cutscenes cut are done in, like, a comic... St- like style and it's man it was fun and the story it was one of the first great. games that came out for the PS3 I think it was the launch title yeah I do too yeah well, I'm right. gonna go from I'm gonna go from Cardland here <laughs> <laughs> to what I really love about a game and Zach earlier mentioned Lollipop Chainsaw I can't yeah. list that as underrated but what I can talk about is Shadows of the Damned I don't think I've I don't think I've played it. I remember when it came out. Jeez, that name sounds that's ringing so many bells. Shame on both of you. Because I mean, it's really good and it's really I, B movie. And it's a lot like um, a Japanese Ash from Evil Dead. Wow, okay. Also a Suda fifty one game. So Lollipop Chainsaw I would say would be the, the rated game and Shadows of the Damned was the underrated game. And both are definitely worth playing if you haven't checked them out. Okay. I'll have to go back and play Shadows of the Dam because, dude, Lollipop Chainsaw was... It was stellar. I like Lollipop Chainsaw a lot. and But James Gunn wrote that. Yeah. Also wrote Guardians of the Galaxy and directed it. So... Yeah. But no, Shadows of the Damned, if you guys have never played... See, you threw me off with some King's Knights Crackers title, and I, I'm coming right back at you with a, a great B-movie just embraces the B-movie culture, and you guys know how... The Suda Fifty One games are, yeah. So it brings those both together. So I think you are up, up sir. It's funny because I already had like <laughs> I already had. A Did pre- you already have Shadows of the Damned on there? Oh, no, I had a preset list, but then just by hearing people talk about other games, it just brings back games that I totally forgot about. PS Two Drake and Guard. Have you ever yeah, played that game? I have not. I knew tried. I've yeah. heard of it. It was probably the darkest story I've ever seen in a video game. Like it was, it was sad, depressing. Like you felt depressed playing this game the whole time you're playing it. It's there's, it's not happy at all. It's a hack and slash sort of free roam. Like yeah, it's kind of free world, and you have a dragon that you're linked to, and basically you can go switch between using your dragon to just wreak havoc on a whole bunch of people. To uh, fighting on the ground, in which it had an awesome level-up system with all the weapons, it spawned a sequel, and then like a decade later, got a third game, but never really is ever talked about. And that was a really good game. I liked that one a lot. It was it was a lot of fun. PS2, right? Yeah, it was PS2. Okay. The PS- first two hit PS2, and the third one hit on the PS3. Several years later, yeah, it's very recent actually. Yeah, it actually came out like I think last year. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Guard was definitely an underrated game. That game was freaking, but awesome. it was fun. Like it, it was it was intense. If we're gonna talk hack and slash for a minute, I also didn't put one on here, but it just reminds me of a PS2 game that I know Toma loved and. I guarantee you you've never heard of it. Chaos Legion. Oh, man, dude. Never Fair. heard of it. Chaos it's, Legion. It's, it's Capcom. Same yeah. group that did Devil May Cry.
1: And it I, had like this... I, I, I'm aware there's a
0: company called oh, Capcom yeah. that makes video uh, games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That, I'm stating the obvious there. Captain Obvious here, but... <laughs> yeah, Give me a little bit of credit, guys. <laughs> Chaos <laughs> Legion was freaking awesome. T- I had, tell me about Chaos it, Legion. It had, it had like a gothic rock soundtrack to it that was just absolutely awesome and what was cool is you're constantly fighting like hundreds of enemies almost in a in a uh dynasty warrior style but not and um you get these legion that you can uh summon and use to fight back against like all these enemies and it was just it was a really interesting game it sounds like brutal legend It's way different than Brutal Legend. Yeah, okay. I'd probably say so. Brutal Legend has a comedy aspect just because it's Jack Black. And Tim Schafer. Yeah, and Tim Schafer. Um, But this was... It was a lot like Devil May Cry. But they just had a lot of unique aspects. And, like, it didn't have a popular name so yeah, no one no marketing. it flew yeah no marketing it flew way under the radar sometimes that is me. the that's the recipe for the it, most underrated game is yeah. not a lot of us get to hear about it until much later it was yeah. actually one of it was one of the one of three of the first games that I bought from the PS2 yeah and I kind of just bought it up because it looked cool and I ended up loving a lot of it it, it also got a PC port but I think it's pretty terrible you're on the PC. only other person I've ever met that's actually played the game yeah, I like that game a lot. <laughs> That's pretty cool. When I bought my PS2, I bought the DVDs because it was a big deal because I had a DVD player now. Of Fletch and Stand by Me, and a copy of Smuggler's Run. That's what I walked out of the store. <laughs> <laughs> my first PS2 game. This is kind of off topic for a second. Before we go to sorry, you. I went way off topic. Is no, it? No, no. It's not even me next, is it? It's you? It, no, I just I did Chaos Legion. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, my first PS2 game was a game called X-Squad. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I, I was the first one in our group to get the PS2. Was that yeah. like the game they had a Kmart exclusive? I don't... It was one we, of the monster. We titles. were in middle school and his dad just bought him a PS2. And we went back and we played X-Squad. And this is like the most ridiculous game ever. It was pretty bad. Like, Third person shooter multiplayer. I, at I the remember time, it being awesome. Well, because at the time we never seen graphics like that. We yeah. never seen them like 3D models rendered that way. And so it just kind of blew our was minds. Was the title written in green? I think I think so, of, yeah. I think I know what you guys are talking it's, about. Yeah, <laughs> it's an <laughs> absolute ridiculous game. Yeah, it's, it's over the top characters kind of like, yeah. not, not Team Fortress, but kind of... Uh, yeah, kind of, little, kind of, kind of like G. you're G. getting G. Really Jones, close. You know, I know in what in you guys sense. are talking yeah. about. I don't think yeah. I've played it, but I know what game you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it, I, I wouldn't <laughs> put it as a good game. <laughs> it wasn't a good game, game. but, but at, it was the time, time, at the time, we were like freaking out about the graphics. We were. It's kind of like kind of blew our minds. It's kind of like Siphon Filter. Yeah, it Size had. It had, yeah. it had a. I like that series. Yeah, that was a really good series, but. This was like the bad version of it before that ever existed. <laughs> and then, didn't the same company that made Siphon Filter made the survival horror Parasite Eve? Right. Yeah, and Parasite Eve is good. I'd say underrated too. Parasite. I'm not going to use that as my choice, but that's another one I came up with okay. just talking to you guys. Yeah, Parasite Eve was amazing. Yeah. You know, was there? Did you ever have a chance? Uh, there, I'm pretty positive. I think there's there a Parasite there. Eve too. Parasite Eve too. I'm like 99% sure. I know I never played it. Well, I'm 99%. I'm, I'm 100% sure there's a sequel. Yeah. This was this was uh, Square we are talking about here too, right? Yes. They, uh, yeah, they did a sequel and then they did a third game. I believe it was the third birthday for the PSP. Oh, yeah. They did. Which yeah. I played as well and freaking loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They Absolutely. should do Parasite Resident Eve. <laughs> Most underrated rest, game of all time. I, th- I think that's where a lot of the gold mines are at too. Is in underrated games. A lot of companies they put out some titles that may not have flown then, but sometimes I think if they go back and maybe try it again, they might pick up some fire. Like I think if they made a Parasite for the PS4 now with the, I think with, that's a good, yeah, it's a good call. Resident Evil yeah. kind of on that decline right now, Way. especially after six. They really kind of <sighs> bombed it hard. Why yeah. not? Oh. Yeah, you're being nice. <laughs> you know they they really bombed it. They really like took a shit all over the franchise. You know, maybe, zombies and, with and, guns, and really horror games, and in general from all different companies. Like Konami's now canceling Silent Hill, so maybe Square got smart and was like, "Hey, let's reintroduce Parasite Eve and put that back in the mix as a horror game." They could actually bank off that, take advantage of all the other companies who are kind of on that decline with their horror genres. You heard it here first, Bitfacers. We want Parasite Eve. (laughs) We do. Underrated. Yeah, we do. So, I'm going to go from that genre to the most underrated fighting game of all time, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. Whoa, I love Tatsunoko (laughs) vs. Capcom. Very underrated Wii. Uh, Wii title. Yeah. It's probably one of, like, at the end, before I sold my Wii, it was one of, like, three titles I owned for the Wii I still have my copy I have my copy I actually got it as a Valentine's Day gift nice. which was a very you know most underrated girlfriend of all time <laughs> yeah, But <laughs> I was gonna say like, <laughs> but, <laughs> where is this girl like <laughs> we that's that's an cast topic but uh, <laughs> but anyway very very underrated no, hardly anybody ever had it great to play a lot of fun you won't see it at a tournament here it's, uh, no, that's true, but a lot of people here actually did play it for a while. It's great. We had tournaments for it before the Black Remote started Project Hype. Okay, well, anyway, if I were to pick my most underrated fighting game of all time, it's gonna have to be Tatsunuker versus Capitol. I can't even think of, like, my. <sighs> I opened game. up a whole new can of worms here, guys. My my most underrated fighting game, I can't think of the name of it, but I'm pretty sure it was like Primal Rage. Yeah, with the dinosaurs? With the dinosaurs? <laughs> 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 it's, that, it's not bad. I liked it a lot. No, I used to play the new arcade in college, dude. Yeah. They have it at Supernova. Do they really? Yes. Let me try and hit you with this one. In 64, it was a game called BioFreaks. You ever heard of it? Yeah. It was a it was a 3D fighter, and the whole, you could actually like sidestep around the arena. Okay. So like you it wasn't just a linear like experience. Like you could actually sidestep and like shift the arena in, into different directions. And the whole concept is you could like tear each other's limbs off. So like if you beat someone down enough, like you can like take off their arms or their legs. And, like, crazy stuff like that, and it was, by all means, not a great game, but it It was was pretty awful, but I did play the hell out of it when I was a kid. When you're a kid, you don't really think about a lot of the things that makes a game good or great, you just, you know, a lot of times as a kid, you just find it fun. No, Dude, that's my experience another n64 fighter which they're actually in the process of remaking clay right fighter now. clay fighter <laughs> are they really yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember <laughs> uh, remember c2 judgment clay <laughs> yeah game was fucking beast oh my man God. uh you should watch you should watch the trailer for it because they they put up all these posts you know how they do like from ign they said but all their posts are like Shittiest game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like most mediocre game. The trailer. Ever the trailer's played. really good. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, the trailer's really good. I like uh, it when a company can make fun of themselves. I do too. Um, but uh no, um for real though, I know everybody here has played this one, Jeff Force Gemini on E sixty four was phenomenal. Everyone my, can be playing I, it now on Rare Replay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's on Rare Replay and This to me was a pretty groundbreaking game because not only did it have Dolby surround uh, surround stereo, it also had um, the the music, the soundtrack in this game was phenomenal. It had multiple playable characters too, right? Yeah, you played as Juno, his sister, and then their dog. Yep, which the dog would hover around, and he had like the guns on his back, and basically you traveled between different planets and ships just wreaking havoc against this alien bug race. And it was a third-person shooter and it was just excellent. So much fun. I poured so many hours of my childhood into that game. I would actually even go as far as to say second to Orca at a time my favorite uh, N64 game. Wow. I it's, I played That's a bold the statement. Hell out of Jet Force Gemini. It is my favorite N64 game. I love Jeff Force? It was Gemini. it was that good. It really was. It was fantastic. That game was amazing. And all the levels were so cleverly designed. That's one thing a rare does really well, is that you ha- they had these open worlds, but there's so many different they're so complex. Like you have a ship and you might go through it at one point in the game in a linear way, but then return to it when you have different abilities. And then be able to access all these different parts to that ship. Very Metroid, like yeah, yeah, like where you go back to the second level, but now you have like to add, you have the ability to access like the whole top half of it, which you couldn't before. And so it just yeah, it was ridiculously fun. Well, now yeah. that I I might have to power that up tomorrow like, morning because no, I have it. seriously. It's really so should. good. I I started it, but you have to remember like the the controls are kind of archaic for me now.
1: Yeah. Just like
0: when I tried to play Earthbound. It's hard to go back to... That's the thing is, like, you remember these games being so good. And they are, and they were. But then... I went back well, and played Goldeneye, and no. The yeah. shooters now are much better. <laughs> the, the most ridiculous part about <laughs> it is... The storyline of Goldeneye was still fun, man. When you have was the fun. laser watch and you're on the train... Like, <laughs> the craziest part about those games though is that you forget... You, you have these amazing experiences with them, but then if you actually go back today, right now, and pick up an N64 controller, and it feels so weird. It does. That is the weirdest controller to handle. I have a whole left side of that controller I've never touched. <laughs> Ex- but, yeah. Because it had three sticks, but you can only hold two. <laughs> So This whole like left side of the controller you like rarely touched. Exactly, it was such a weird controller design, but you don't think of that back then. It was. Useless. I almost it used felt to like it. that controller was designed to play Mario, and then they were like, "Oh, well, there's other games coming too." Yeah, and then you, you when you snap that Rumble Pack to it, and it oh, just yeah. like weighs like thirty five pounds <laughs> completely. And then you had to you had to buy the red chip that went inside the expansion pack yeah yeah, it came with Donkey Kong Yeah, that's right it, it was Donkey Kong the actual Kong. N64 to like boost to boost its, the uh, memory the memory yeah. I mean, yeah. was it Donkey Kong or Star Fox no it was, no, Donkey, it was Kong. Donkey Kong Donkey Kong yeah. okay, 100% it was Donkey Kong cause that, Donkey Kong was just insane that was the only thing that was holding me back from playing Perfect Dark for so long yeah or was it Perfect Dark no it was it was Donkey Kong are you sure? Pretty 100%. Sure. I think it was Perfect Dark. In my I'll been. bet you. I don't know. Now you got me questioning it. Now I'm not sure. I No, point. I'm 100% sure. <laughs> it was Donkey Kong? It was Donkey Kong. I'm not going to bet you if you're that sure. If you're that... I'm positive it was Donkey Kong. I think, I think it was Perfect Dark. So what would you call next on the list? That's right, you are next. Alright, so look. Are you stole mine. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I have plenty more, but the thing is, like, because of... The things we've been talking about I just keep coming up with so many <laughs> yeah you don't think about it but there's really a lot of them no seriously and like yeah, when it comes down to it this is another one that I know you played and this is where I would argue not you I don't know if you've ever played this this is where I probably would, not <laughs> this is where I would argue all of the cover based shooters came from uh, Gears of War and everything and that's gonna be hybrid theory. Wasn't that what it was called? I think so, maybe. I know, no, no, the no. no. Shooters came from game ground. Oh, okay, I was good. actually I'm thinking win back or win, win back. back. Win but back. You played win back. I yes, I love. Win I back. loved win back. You know, I was debating... Game Ground and Winback. Yeah. That was the corniest action game I've ever played. It might be Winback, though. I think Winback. The Game Ground, too, was one of a very early cover-based. Yeah. What is Hybrid Theory? I'm not sure, but it sounds familiar. It was a game I know I dumped tons of time into.
1: So I know it's an underrated game.
0: But obviously, I don't remember enough about it. Honestly, I think you could take... The cover base system and you could throw that all the way back to Metal Gear Solid. Or, because like Metal Gear all the way back even on the Game Boy had like cover based elements to it. Yeah. You know and on the NES and but stuff. But the first third person yes, and yes. cover base like action style game that I can think of is Winback. In my mind. Winback was awesome. That was a really quirky corny game but that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that I thought of that while I was I don't know what Hybrid Theory is. I'm going to have to look that up. There was something super striking. I don't think it. I've ever played Hybrid Theory or whatever that is. Yeah, there's something super striking to me that's like in my memory that I'm like, that game was so fun. I just can't remember the whole game, though. But anyways, win back. So there's another one. Okay, so I, I went fighting. I'm, I'm trying to switch the genres up here, guys. I'm going to go RPG. All right. Eternal Sonata. Wow. Okay. Oh, that was 360, right? Yes. I know, it's exactly it good all. It about. was real time combat with a musical theme, and you had to play different pieces of music to do awesome attacks. I rarely get into RPGs anymore. I really like that one a lot. You no, know, it's interesting you say that because I always, when I had my 360, I always noticed Eternal Sonata, and I never picked it up. It reminds me a lot of. Did you ever play Artonalico? probably not no. yeah I know what you're talking about but very similar it has like the style. that like can like produce song to like help you yeah play, see so. but in this you're beating the shit out of people with your instruments no 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 I agree <laughs> Eternal Sonata is way different but but that's that's what it reminds me of because I I went more towards like just the the Japanese RPG style for a while and that's this is kind of the Japanese Eternal Sonata version. is Japanese yeah yeah this is, oh, this is by like, uh, Nipunichi though. Okay. So the people who did Disgaea, and Artanoliko and Atelier All these other Iris, games I'll never play. It. And yeah, I was gonna say a ton of stuff you don't care about. No, Eternal Sonata really, was so good it brought me back into RPGs kind of for a little bit. I really liked it a lot. Good. It had a different feel to it than I'd i played, and I'd say not a lot of people know about the fact that you two haven't played it. I mean. I think I made some good choices on my list tonight. And you are RPG king and you haven't played it. I love RPGs so much. So yeah, um, that's, yeah, Eternal Sonata. Have you ever heard or played Zoning the Enders? Yes. On the PS2? Yes. Both 1 and two. One, I really didn't get into it. 1 was really short and uh, literally you could complete the entire playthrough in like 5 hours. 2 was what i wish every mech game was like two was freaking insane i think this goes to your point though is that game may have been underrated when it came out and a lot of people didn't play it and maybe it was ahead of its time or whatever the point was but they made the hd remake of one and two for the ps3 they did it's a giant, nice, I have chunky yeah, bag, right? I have the giant special edition box sitting on my But up, I feel um, like yeah, if, if that game much, wasn't, yeah. um, if that game wasn't part of Hideo Kojima, I don't think it would have ever seen a remake. I think he he's the kind of guy who really cares about every game he puts out, and his games have a particular fan base. But uh, honestly, a lot of people you say Zone of the Enders, and they're like what? And it's a freaking awesome game. Um and it didn't it wasn't just the ones that they did on the console either. They also had a uh portable Zone of the Enders and it was a uh tactical turn-based game. And that was Fist of Mars. Awesome. Yes, Fist of Mars with the GBA, right? Yeah. It was freaking cool. For a turn-based uh action game, it was really really innovative. Yeah, it was it was a lot like What are those other games, like... Advanced Wars and stuff, where you would just have... Ships that you would move... It's definitely like Final Fantasy Tactics, if I were to relate it to anything. Okay. But with mechs. It was really fun. In the combat system, like, you would uh, be... Once you actually, like, turn-based into... Like, it's turn-based. So once you, like, move squares over to the person you want to attack... It will flip into this... You flip into the cockpit... And then you see them like moving around in the cockpit and you have to like you know, line up your attack and then like execute it or you'll actually miss. Yeah. So you actually have to line up your attack to get it off. Okay. And then it'll go through like this little animation. It was really, really cool. It was pretty intense. Um I'm gonna go into first off a whole developer that used to be underrated. So I'm gonna name one of their games because I know it leads into one of yours. And it's, it's two of the only games that I would say they made when it was just their company before they got picked up by Epic. And that's uh, People Can Fly. And Painkiller is the game that I'm going to say is hugely underrated. Was that their first game? Yeah, it was. And so, like, it was super unique as a first-person shooter because, like, you had Quake, and Quake was great But this was also on the competitive level Quake was because it was so fast. You gained speed every time you jumped. So, like, you're zipping around a map in half a second, and you can... People got so good that they would be able to judge where you spawned based off the sound, like, where the sound came from. And they could get to you in half a second. So if you died, you had to try really goddamn hard to get back into the competitive, like it was just insane. And then the story was fun. I wouldn't say it was great, but like you get a stake gun and you get like shoot grenades and you can hit them with the stake and it like carries it across the map and god, it was just insanely fun. I never played it. What system was it on? PC. Uh, only PC only. The first Painkiller was PC only. I want to say yeah, they had one come out for the Xbox. Yeah, they had they have three total. I barely played the second one, and I want to say that's the one that came out on the Xbox. Okay. Uh, but the first one was severely underrated and definitely worth a play. And I guess that leads right into uh, Bulletstorm. I knew you were going to say that. I, knew. <laughs> <laughs> I was it. I, to to me, I mean, people who, people who can fly, or yeah. people can't fly. Can fly? People can fly. People can fly. Studios. I loved Bulletstorm. To the point where I almost changed uh, my sleazy MFE gamer tag to Butter Dick Jones based on a joke in that game. The leash was awesome. The guns were awesome. The levels were incredible. The humor was on point. I don't think we'll ever see a Bulletstorm sequel, but I certainly would love to. Bulletstorm was incredible. Jesus. It was so All the crazy combos that you could pull off, and each one, like, most of them all were individually named, and just, like... Sometimes you kill people and get a combo that you didn't even try to get, and you'd be like, "Wow, that was interesting." You know, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, everything everything had a name and a point total, and it was uh, it was an awesome game. And instead, it really took like the mundane, average. I shoot you in the face. I shoot you in the face, and it made it like instead of just walking in there and killing these three guys, what is the most creative way I can go about doing this? And that alone, just Gave it its own flavor, right absolutely. there. Absolutely, absolutely. It's something that no other FPS really has come close to doing, and I—I I don't think it sold well. No, it didn't. It, that that it game went from six, hard. Yeah, that game went from sixty dollars to I think like twenty bucks in a week. Wow, it was one of those. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. It was like that Anarchy quicker. Reigns. Yeah, Oh my God, that game was so much fun though. <laughs> okay. I I never played it. Oh, okay, well. I'm not gonna well I have I wanted to speak about any Koreans, but I'm also going to speak about one was event. that on your list well you just reminded me of I played the hell out of it for okay. a while until the okay. online kind of died out um, but the Two one I really, really wanted to speak about is we're gonna rewind I said Drakengard earlier you did about the dragon and then you know you can hop off beat the crap out of people there is a tie-in game different series by Square Enix well Drakengar was also a square but uh, it was called Nier Nier yeah, okay yeah. okay have you played this game no I've heard of it now here's the interesting thing about Nier I didn't actually find out about Nier by anything but the soundtrack I heard the, I heard a song and I was like because well, I was just browsing like video games sometimes I like video game music And I like a lot of Square stuff. And I was browsing the soundtrack, and it was. We're going to play you some video game lullabies after the the podcast tonight. Some of the best video game music I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, what game is this from? So I actually picked up the game based off the soundtrack. The soundtrack to this game was freaking amazing. Like, that alone made me want to play through the whole thing. And it was actually a tie in to Drakengard. And um, it was a really, really dark, again, they, that's all they do. Really depressing stories. Like, this story was sad. You're like, your daughter's dying. Like, the whole world is, like, destroyed. You know, you're, you pretty much are trying to sacrifice yourself to save your daughter. Like, just really sad story. But it was excellent. Some of the coolest boss fights. And, I mean, I'm telling you, this soundtrack made this game phenomenal. And they actually pulled a. It was a 360 uh, title, right? Yeah. 360 PS3. Okay, yeah. I actually, yeah, it was both. PC yeah, and I had 360. It, I actually picked that game up for five dollars in a Seven Eleven. An some interesting reason. fun fact, though, is that the uh, nice. the woman, <laughs> the, the yeah. woman that sings in most of the songs, is actually in a band. They pulled her for this project, and uh, they they told her, "We want you to create a language." That would sound like French, German, all these different languages and mixed together in what they would sound like a thousand years from now. So she created this whole language. She learned a whole bunch of languages. Created her this like futuristic language to sing all the dialogue for these songs. Craziest game ever. Best soundtrack, period. And Anarchy Reigns was awesome. If you like Bayonetta, if you like any of their... Vanquish. Yeah. Oh my god. God, which <laughs> is awesome. Um, anyways, I'm getting too excited now. But Anarchy Reigns was a lot of fun. It was a multiplayer beat 'em up, and it was just it was ridiculous. But it died really, really, really fast. Very fast. Like Very fast. Before it, I yeah. uh, slid the game across the <laughs> counter. <laughs> I I've realized that we've all played a lot of really obscure and just absurd games like and I still try to no I know because I've got a couple to show you tonight I want to see them because both of you actually yeah yeah, I'm I'm down for it they end up being the most fun a lot of times like half these games we're talking about super underrated and like I know so many people who just talk shit about so many of these games and I'm like honestly these are the games that they give me memories and like these are the games that I remember having the most fun playing it's not. Yeah. It's not these AAA titles. It's not any of this. It's this random, obscure, off the wall, just bullshit game. Something that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I like when people think outside the box instead of just running the same run of the mill titles. Have yeah. you played Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time yet? No, I haven't. Oh my god. <laughs> you need to. Play we, that. we have to show you that tonight. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yes. We'll that, we'll show you us attempting the first boss again. I, I think it really to show that like, <laughs> like this generation of gamers are just so so structured around what everybody else says like what did IGN say about the game what did GameSpot say about the game but the thing is is that sometimes you just if you think a game looks interesting you just got to go and try it out because a lot of times that's where you're going to find these games that are really really good a lot of these mainstream titles are what catch the eye of a lot of reviewers and because of this a lot of underrated titles that just have something so fresh and so unique to bring to the table get kind of brushed aside. You know, speaking to your point here, I'm going to go into my next game. This was a game that I checked the rating at one point on IGN when it came out, and I loved it. And it was rated 2.6. I'm pretty sure it was actually the lowest rated game on IGN at the time. Did it have too much water? (laughs) Alpha Protocol? (laughs) No, no, no. It was Star Wars Obi-Wan on the original Xbox. That did get shit reviewed. Just horrible. Just fucking, just, just gouged just No, that did, that that game got bent over. My God. I looked back recently because I just remembered it being 2.6 exactly, and I'm pretty sure they had to re-review it or something because it's up to like 5, so I don't know. It's still not great. Were you playing as Ewan McGregor or Alec Guinness? I I, I don't know. I was a child, dude. Which Obi-Wan was it? Come on, (laughs) (laughs) fucker? Wasn't a hard question? No, I don't remember. But what I do remember about it is, on the original Xbox, if you take the idea behind, and this game got huge, just... Oh, people loved it a ton, and that was the Force Unleashed. Yeah. But if you made the Force Unleashed good, <laughs> but with way shittier graphics, you would have Star Wars Obi-Wan. Because, like, your lightsaber attacks were based off moving the right joystick. Yeah. And, like... You kind of felt like you are using a lightsaber. Yeah, right dude. You could draw, like, your lightsaber, like, carved, like uh scorch marks into whatever it touched so like you could walk over to a wall and using your right stick practically just spell out letters like it was pretty this game sucks
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty advanced for the time and you got all sorts of force
0: powers you could force push people and like the it sounds good yeah the levels were They were pretty big, like you ended up being to the point where you could force push people off buildings and stuff to kill them and like click in your right stick to throw your whole lightsaber and bring it 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 back to you. In your opinion, you read the reviews, why did it get shit on? It's so hard to say because I loved the shit out of that game. Not only was the campaign good, but it had a side, like a 2D fighting versus mode. And all you had to do was pick Mace Windu because for some reason he was so powerful, <laughs> like you would two shot your opponent, and like so it has to be you and McGregor. Uh, it has to yeah. be yeah, if Mace, Mace, Mace Windu yeah. existed, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's that makes sense because original Xbox. I'm just calling my Star Wars like I see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But the point is. Why do I think it got such bad reviews? The controls, while I think they were awesome, were sometimes kind of hard to use. (laughs) Um, It was really hard, like, to the point where, like, it was frustratingly so because there were some glitchy aspects where you would, like, walk across a bridge and then fall through it. (laughs) Which is probably why I got it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm trying to see where this review score came from. But like, it it wasn't bad. It wasn't to the point where like every ten minutes I was dying to some like unknown glitch. It was like once in a day <laughs> that I would die to some stupid random glitch. Okay. So it was acceptable to me because the fun factor and the story and everything that I could do in it was just insane. Okay, so I'm trying to look. I think I may have one left, guys. Maybe two. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. I've got I've got three technically. One of them I'm not sure that I I would put on here, and I don't think I don't think anyone really played it. And I ended up buying the game for like two dollars at one point, and then like now it's hard as fuck to find. So it's like thirty bucks or something. What game? Dark Kingdom. The Untold Legends for PS3. I don't even remember playing that ever. I they don't think. Play. I don't yeah. think anyone has ever played that. I picked that. The game The one up. copy that got sold was the one you have. <laughs> no, I picked that game up, and then I bought a copy for Adam, my brother, and then we bought a copy for one of his friends, and like we, because it was multiplayer over the internet, like, and it's it was essentially Gauntlet like Legends, top down. Dungeon crawler, okay, like on the PS3 that you could play over the internet for like the first time that I ever know that happened. It was a ton of fun, but no one. I I told you I I remember seeing that game for like two bucks at GameStop and then all of a sudden it disappeared and there was no copies of it anywhere. Never even heard of it. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty underrated. Um. I'm going to go with Gun. Gun's a good one. That was Rockstar, right? No. Rockstar did Red Dead Redemption. Okay, now, Gun, Gun was though. never soft. And that, that had, like, the yellow cover. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Thomas Jane, one of my favorite actors, voiced the main character. It was a very good Western game. Pre Red Dead. Yeah. Great game. Not a lot of people played it. Not a lot of people have heard of it. The duel system, the, or the dueling system, was great. Gun was awesome. That I game loved was Gun. Good. Yeah. And then when I even heard that even Stefan loved that game. I bought that game for Stefan for Christmas. You did. That was last Christmas. Yeah, it was. Uh, and he was very excited. He, <sighs> even though he said tonight he's finished it, he hasn't finished it this time through. Oh, I can okay. promise you that. All right. You told me he put, like, tons of hours into that game. He really did get invested. He was he was very much into it. And it's a great game. I, I'd play it, it again. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I remember playing Gun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I'm a good. sucker for a Western, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a genre that gets touched on too much. Especially in gaming. I mean, you have Call of War Edge, yeah. you have Red Dead Redemption. Gun. Gun. Uh, yeah. Wild Gunman. <laughs> Wild Gunman. <laughs> technically. And at this point, now we're just fishing. Kind, yeah. of, <laughs> kind of time splitters too. And, and no one picked a fishing game for one of their underrated titles. <laughs> None of us did. I, I don't th- think so. I think they all deserved their rating. <laughs> the uh, when you have to buy the rod, that's where they lose. <laughs> yeah me. well they lose me fishing game <laughs> <laughs> it's Have in you seen uh have you guys been on the Xbox store? There's handball and it's60 dollars. 60 bucks. I'm gonna show it I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show to you, Zach. I'm gonna show it to you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna be like, what in the holy fuck oh is that? Oh my god. Alright, so oh wait, wait, what were you saying? No, I'm I'm good. I I, I was gone. Oh, um I just Eternal Sonata. Eternal uh, Eternal Sonata you're talking about, and then it remind me of The Last Remnant. Have you guys ever touched on this game? <sighs> I tried it it's weird because I didn't get into it but I tried it yeah that's the thing that's how I was at first too it, it, it's an action game it's it's a, it's a an RPG kind of it's kind of like an action RPG but it's on a battlefield so like when you're fighting enemies you're literally flipping once you kill an enemy you're going right to the next one to the next one and you're fighting hundreds of enemies but in a turn based almost you know square RPG style it's really interesting the thing is I was just like you when I first played it I was like, uh, I guess it's cool. But then I was like, I don't see myself playing this much, though. Right. And then I never played it again. That's why I dropped out. And I, then I eventually, out. I picked it up later, actually gave it more of a chance, and it turned out to be a lot of fun. When, uh, that's, that's a really good game. And it's also for the uh, PC. I knew you were going to bring that game up. I, I really like Last I was game. thinking of the the title of it the whole time, because I was like, yeah, that's going to be on Thomas's list and I, I realized this whole long. time that like Toma has this huge hard on for square games yeah. I really do I'm not gonna lie I'm a huge square fanboy <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that no oh, there no, isn't. they, they make great, great, yeah, great games yeah they make great games nothing wrong with that at all but <laughs> I have in my eyes like they can't do no wrong like... <laughs> <laughs> But I hope we all have fan prejudices like that because that's not what makes us fans yeah I know yeah, I do it's true my three are also... It's Square, Atlas, and Nipponichi. huge Atlas guy, too. Yeah. I'll give you guys two. Rockstar, Capcom. Uh, Rockstar does phenomenal work on all their games. They're Sweet. very dedicated. Jesus, that, that, they that's do. A really com- that's a company that really like puts their heart and soul into whatever they put out. I'd have yeah. to pick Rockstar as my number one. For a long time, mine was Nipponichi. I I liked Nipponichi for a long time, but I eventually just fell off the bandwagon for them. They started doing their, like... They just started milking, like, their franchises, what were hmm. successful. No, it wasn't that for me. They did... What did they call it? It was... They took Nipponichi, and then they made, like, a sub-company that made, like, kids puzzle games for, like, DS. And those yeah. are the games you really loved? No, and I was, <laughs> and I was like... I was like, I was collecting every game that they had come out with for a long time. I think we both were out of time after playing Disgaea. Yeah, we, we were both like picking up every title they put out. I picked up Disgaea, Disgaea Phantom Two, Brave. Disgaea Three, Disgaea Four, Phantom Brave, Phantom Brave for the Wii. Yeah. Um, I picked up uh, Makai Kingdoms. I yeah, and up, like see, crap like that. That was why I stopped following them. I liked Makai Kingdoms a lot. I think some of their games I just started falling in quality they did really good through makai kingdoms and then after that they did start doing they had like i don't know trinity world or something for like the ps3 where they just pulled in characters from all the rest of their games and that was how like the story went and that was like eh, okay well i'm a huge fanboy, so i'm gonna play it anyways but like even then i, I don't know when they had to start creating child's puzzle games instead of actual strategy turn-based games I was like yeah I don't need to collect you anymore but yeah So one more piece? Yeah sure, I only have one more left anyways. I've got, you two. got one more left. You have two. I'll go two. one. I have two left. Okay. You have to wait. Yeah. He'll- He'll go one. I'll go one, and then I'll go my second. And we'll go Actually, around. I'll just I'll, I'll go I'll do my two right in a row. Okay, yeah, really that works. Sure. All right, uh, one. I don't think you guys ever played it Dark Sector. It was almost like the '80s movie Crawl. You had like this glaive you could throw and lock people's heads off. Great 360 title, Dark Sector. Definitely, seriously, check it out. That sounds really familiar, but oh, he had like that like tribe blade, right? Yes. Yes, and, and you, you have, could like, like black hair and his like arms all co- mutated. It was cover based. You got behind cover. You would aim on a person, I know exactly. chop their head off. Um, speaking I, of I, that, I, the Wanted game wasn't horrible either. I never played and it. Very underrated. I love the Wanted movie, but I never played the game. I have played Dark Sector. I know exactly what you're talking. Dark about Dark Sector was a good game, but yeah. very underrated. But I'm gonna finish with a series no one could ever say is underrated. But everyone hated on The Wind Waker, and I think it might be the best Zelda game. That's my favorite Zelda game, hands down. Not only was it an amazing game for the GameCube, but it was probably so hated the on... most beautifully remastered game I've ever seen in my entire life. I really... On the Wii U. Oh, I can play it on the Wii U, can't I? Yes, yeah, you can. No. Uh, have you played it on the Wii U? No. It looks gorgeous. It's so good. Probably uh, the most gorgeous looking game I've ever seen. How much game. is it? I mean, probably right now, cheap. Probably around 30 It's holidays, yeah, it's got to be cheap. That's tempting. Yeah, and so I was it's just... It's a really good game. The guy who uh, developed it, I can't, I can't think of his name right now, but um, I was watching a video on him talking about Wind Waker and doing the remake, and he's like, part of the reason they loved making Wind Waker was because they could do something based on wind as soon as they got the hardware capabilities with the GameCube. But they still couldn't. They were maxed out on memory when they tried to do things like a faster sail for your boat and things like Which that. Which is stuff that like Which the Wii the, U will incorporate. So you know, yeah. It so it's a different game. Scene. They put in yeah. Some they extra they features. added in extra features. Yeah. And well, I mean, and I think the one thing that a lot of people criticized Wind Waker for was the amount of sailing that you did, and like you'd be sailing for like thirty minutes and stuff. But I love that part of the game. I did too. To me. That was the most Zelda part I felt like I game. was really... Like, the exploration. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel like I was restricted to just this one little kingdom. I felt like I had the whole world. And I'd yeah. just go wherever the You weren't I ever... Ugh, I, and, and see, it's not fair for me to call it an underrated game because it's a Zelda <laughs> game. It sold millions of copies. Yeah. But people hate on it. People say it's the it, worst. It is technically it's hate the, the, the most art underrated style Zelda I, game. That or Majora's Mask. But that's my... St- that's, my, that's from... my third favorite. I'm sorry. I love Majora's Mask. That's the only, <laughs> only game I've never played. Oh it's my good. god, it's good. It's so good. Well, and Link's Crossbow Training. It came with the Wii. I played it. And... Meh. But I didn't it's... get. I didn't get that with my Wii. I don't think. Oh no! It, it came with the guns. I didn't get the guns with the Wii. We were too busy playing tennis and baseball. <laughs> I don't remember why I got one. It was for something. Uh, red Steel or something like that. Red Steel was fucking crazy, by the way. Yeah. For a that, Wii game. Yeah, when you had like the sword, and you like wave it around <laughs> so wave <it> around, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the numchap. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm point I'm, point. I'm done. Okay. You've right, got one. Yeah. I've got 2 You got one? I got one. All right. So, have you guys heard of Deception? Yes. Yeah, that rings a bell. Tactmost Deception? Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Deception is Will you like build the traps. Yes, yes, yeah, but is like, yes. The wow, what a great game ender. ever. Yes, no. Have you played this? I have played it over at Thomas' house. So. I. Oh my god, dude! Deception's so good. I'm so happy this was your like. Final okay, game. so PS4. It released on the PS4. The graphics are nothing to be like wowed by. And the there's game, two of them, right? There's there's actually a whole franchise. Yeah. The one for the PS4 is the fourth one, and also trapped was also part of the series. Okay. Um, which was on the PS2. This game dates back all the way to PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. And the one I'm going to bring up is the most recent one, because if anyone's listening and you want to pick up Deception, you can get it for the PS4. It's also on the PSP. And uh, basically, the whole premise is that you are like the daughter of like like some major demon. And you guys are trying to bring back, like, some badass demon. And all these heroes are coming to this mansion to try and stop you. And so you're playing as the bad guys. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, And, and you set so, up yeah. traps. And, uh, and you run through the mansion, and each different part of the mansion has a different, like, uh, bonus environments that you can use to incorporate your traps. And basically, you have different types of traps. You have, like... The sadistic traps, and then you have the the sophisticated traps, and then you have like the humiliating traps, and you combo them all together. So like they're chasing you, and you run into a whole nother room, and then you sit there and you lay out a grand scheme of traps. Like you can make a trap that has like a thirty trap combo where they step on one switch, and then a pot drops on their head, and then they walk over a pitchfork which hits them in the face, which turns them over to this spring that shoots them into a wall, which impales them. And then a buzzsaw comes down and swings them into another trap. And like that's how you go about killing your enemies. And some enemies have different vulnerabilities to different styles of trap. So you're constantly having to like change up what you're doing. And it takes a lot of precise timing and a lot of just really intricate thought. And it can be frustrating and it can be hard... But when you get that perfect trap combo off, and it just works exactly the way you thought it was gonna work, it's so freaking. I'm glad that series exciting. is still around. Yeah, that was very underrated on the PS1 back in my yeah. college days. Yeah, Tecmo's Deception. So, yep. I I went over and like I was kind of worried when Tema was like, "Uh, check out this game," and he started playing, and I was like, "I don't know about any of this." But the yeah. more we played it, God, it was just it was so funny. <laughs> it, <laughs> <really> <laughs> is. it it doesn't it's not a game that takes itself seriously. No matter what Tyler's last pick is, he's not beating you <laughs> <laughs> It's not happening, Tyler. So but you're up there. No, I've got two. One of them's really good and one of them's really good in my opinion, but again that's why it's underrated. Um one's for the for the GameCube. Uh Toma would argue it's not underrated but so few people have played it it's called Gotcha Force Gotcha Force was amazing and um, people and we'll it. people hated it because the camera angle is like so the point is you're a kid who has to fight against this alien invasion and, and you essentially have to use your toys. and you have to use your toys okay to fight against these aliens that come and you down. have hundreds of toys you just collect different yeah. pieces and different toys and like, there's some that are robots with giant swords. Think, think custom robo, but with less customization and much better combat. Yeah. That's kind of what Gotcha Force was. Yeah. They just put you in this open arena. But, like, the arena would be, like, a table with, like, pencils. And like, yeah. Because you're just a little toy. And, like, the camera angle sometimes would, like... Fly to where, like, you're looking down through a table, and your bots on the other side of the table. So people didn't like that, but the table became see-through. So to me, like, it made no difference. Yeah, and the you're game targeting was just, somebody else. Yeah. yeah, the game was just insanely fun. Like, it, it really was. great. It really was. It's, it's so good. The game is like three hundred dollars if you try to buy it now. Yeah, you can't find it anywhere, so it's so jacked up in price. Yeah, and um, I hate hearing that. I do too yeah, because but it makes me sad awesome. because I think everyone should try the game because like I'm thinking about it and like the more you played it, it wasn't short first in the first place. it was like 10 12 hours to beat the game and if there is so much more to it though and you keep going and you keep collecting more bots and once you get to like five times having beaten it, they give you a special version of the guy you start out with who's more powerful. And then they have like... Essentially you had to beat it, I think, ten times before you got every single robot. Oh, but it never really felt like, repetitive. No, it didn't. Because the GameCube was just so on point. That yeah. was a really good title. It was. So I'll bring over a GameCube. We'll sit down and play it for at least a couple minutes. I have a GameCube. Oh! Sorry. There you go. No, This is the big cape. It is. Now a lot of people don't. So. I do have a GameCube. I bought one on launch day. Actually... Another underrated girlfriend. <laughs> nice. Hopefully, you can keep finding underrated. Girlfriends. I know. I've had a lot of them, guys, but that's why I'm not married. Like, bring on the underrated girlfriends, because aren't they the best? So say, so it's you... better. It's better than an overrated wife. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, I have one more. It's uh, this was Xbox. Three sixty? Why are you asking me? Um, this is your statement. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't help you until you give me a little bit more information than that. No, you you know, um, the last one that I'm going to bring up, it was a very short game from what I remember playing it, but like so mind blowing, insane. What I would consider like pre-portal uh, prey. Prey, that was a launch title, was it not? For 360? No, 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 it wasn't a launch title. It was like, the title came out four months after launch. Yeah. And it was within the first year. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely within the first year. Prey 2 got canceled. Canceled. I I thought I saw stuff about it coming back again. I saw that this week. Yeah. That it might be coming back. But what did you like about Prey? It was, so like, not just the story, because first off, I don't know what the fuck went on in that story. <laughs> it was good, though. You were an Indian dude. No, I know, but what I mean is, like, there was dimensional portals and, like, all sorts of crazy shit, and you're just like... It might of a Turok. It did. It was a lot like Turok, <laughs> which the they advance. are remake, Not yeah. remaking, but they're, they're, they're cleaning rebooting. them up. They're rebooting them. It's, they're rebooting it. I think it's going to be a slightly new story. No, they're releasing one and two. Oh, I thought they were, like... Cleaned up. I saw that today. Oh, I didn't know they were just remaking it. I thought they were rebooting it. Turok 2 is a very underrated N64 game. Oh, my God. I love Turok, Turok, Turok 2. is an underrated series. That was... Turok, Turok, Turok 2, though, was way better than Turok 1. Turok 2 had the nice black dinosaur cup, like... Yep. It was, like... It's got the eye. It has the eye, but, like, the cartridge had, like, um... It was tactile. You yeah. could feel, like, the scales and shit on it, like... Yeah they did a good job with it underrated as shit oh yeah but Prey like so even Prey yeah when you played multiplayer like you're running on the roof and like going through portals and like everyone's everywhere and you're just like there's no dude the game was just so insane that's what I loved about it it was it was just so much fun to play and like I don't know it was really quick because like I think the game really only took like four hours to beat. It was qu- Yeah, it was a short game. Yeah, and maybe that's why it was it was kind of hated upon, but even the multiplayer was just, it was fun, man. So that's what I'm ending it on, Prey. Maybe not as good as Deception, maybe not as good as Wind Waker, but all the titles we named... Blur, Blur is still my number one. Mine's Mirrors, i Still going to stick with Advent Rising. Advent Rising, okay. Yeah. Not much has changed. It's my favorite Xbox game of all time. Yeah. Um. You want an outro? Yeah. You know what? Um, all outro. So uh, I think we've had a lot of fun. We talked about way more games than we came into this with. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm very happy because a lot of games got mentioned I haven't thought about in a long time. And yeah, it's only you want because to go back and play them. No, it's only because like the energy of you guys were here with me. That's how I thought yeah. of this and I hope I helped you guys maybe think you your Like, this is great. Well, now I yeah. feel like I'm going to have to do some backlogging and head back and check out a lot of games that I've kind of left behind for a while. I still go into that, like we talked about, with kind of weariness because I don't want to ruin the experience I remember having. Exactly. Um, because I know the games were great, and they were. It comes down to a point where, like, we're just so used to perfected controls and enhanced graphics and we've got all yeah. this fancy bells and whistles that like if you went back to a horse and cart you're gonna be pissed cause it's gonna be a bumpy fucking ride but maybe still fun so that's the point is if you've never played these games go back and play them cause try one of them at yeah. least try one And you. I think we've given you at least 20 and 30 games and all these titles aren't just regular underrated games. These are titles that were good. They were actually decent, but for some reason just fell through whether it was poor marketing, didn't make enough money or just wasn't advertised very well. You know, yeah. Lost along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it. You know, um, we're coming at you kind of with the end of the year. We're jumping through some episodes you know we've got a lot of stuff coming still. We've got the ho ho hostful, and uh, I I there might be a forty one this year, and I I don't want to promise anything, but yeah. If we're gonna do the ho ho hostful Wednesday, then we're officially done for the year, so we don't have to do anything else. <laughs> nope, yep. So the point is, um, but we uh, reap will be on. For the end of the year, and we'll probably release that too. So maybe a bonus episode. Bonus maybe episode. this is the bonus episode for all you gamers. Yeah, we've got kind of a throwback, nostalgia, underrated title like this. This was a lot of fun just sitting here talking about stuff. I this I had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah. absolutely. So that's it. We're out. Across the table from me is Zachary Toma, introduced now as our official Bitfaced gamer, so where can they find him on Twitch, Tyler? Just check him out. You can go to, uh, you can search up Bitface Games. That's what Toma's is going to be playing on. Uh, subscribe, I guess, if you can. Yeah, if I'll be not, be just follow. Everything. Him. Yeah. Currently, I'll be playing Mass Effect one through three. There you go. Yeah, Toma plays all sorts of stuff. So I mean, check in day to day, and you, you'll probably see something new. So, uh, to my right, as always, sleazy MFE. This is BitFaced. We've enjoyed it. We're out.